What's up, y'all? Welcome to Two Brothers and the Shot of Milk. Two Brothers. Chris got kicked off the podcast again. Well, what's the reason this time, Larry? Rich. No, Rich, you tell me. What's the reason this time? Uh, I don't know. What was the reason? He forgot to watch it. Well, he only had a week. In his defense, he only had a week. <laughs> stop, a stop week. gigging on Chris, man. He's doing the best he can with what he's got. You're right. You're right about that. But while we're here, we're going to talk about superheroes, movies, TV, video games, action figures, comic books, anime, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson and we got Richard Wilson. Gentlemen, what's going on? How is your week? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? What's going on? Ooh, you know, I haven't watched a lot of uh, content specific, our content specific stuff this week, but I did watch Apple TV's got a new series, Pachinko, which jumps across. It's kind of set during, man, it jumps all over time. It's set in World War II up into the 80s, jumping back and forth, looking at generations of family during the conflict between Korea and Japan and China too. It's pretty good content, actually. It's not in English, so you would have to read it. I feel like you're talking might, to me. I feel like yeah. you're talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> might be a deal breaker for some people, but if you're looking for decent content, it's pretty good. And a uh, very good friend of ours is in it, so you got to support your friends. Yes, 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 right. yes, yes, yes. Rich, what's up with you? Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on, Jack, did you find time? To play video games this week. No, what I found time to do was, here's what I, I'm so glad you asked. Thank you for asking. What I did was I did not play anything because I didn't have the time. I wanted to commit to the thing I wanted to commit to. So what I didn't do was half measures this week. I did not play the app on my phone game. Okay. Okay. But I might have some time tomorrow, in which case when we double back next week and talk about this conversation, I'm really hoping to tell you, you. Know, this is like three weeks in the making of you just finding time to play your video game. Yo, man, the most valuable commodity in our lives is our time. Yeah. And it's finite. So how we choose to spend that time, man, it, it really starts mattering, especially as I've noticed as I continue to get older, time becomes more valuable, not less valuable. Absolutely. Absolutely. True. Ritz, what have you done with your time? Um, besides working, because we all got bills to pay. Uh, mm. been watching from Yo once episode I think seven. Wow, maybe? and bro, I'm enjoying. You're it. in it, okay? I, I'll I'm keep, in I'll it. I'll keep right up now. with it. I'll keep up with it. Then I am in it right now. Like it's uh not to give anything away, but it's a great like I guess you call it like a fantasy thriller. Is it horror maybe? too? Right? Yeah, horror. You got some horror in there too. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, that what else? Hold on, I got it written down. I, I write it down. I write things. No, down. I I did actually watch an episode of that anime you were talking about a week ago or so. The the one about the kid who's just living life, just, just living life. Oh, on Netflix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, like he's like a four or five year old kid just living like an adult. It's enjoyable. It's oddly yeah. enjoyable, but I That's love that I it has it kind of has hero themes. You know, like he whips out his sword, but it's yeah. like, hey, young blood, <laughs> and, all yeah. this, and all that. But he he, he acts like an adult, but he has like the elements where he's he's still a kid in there yeah yeah it's fun yeah. actually pretty fun um attack on titan mm. 
Um, series is getting dope. Oh, it's coming to an end, so I don't know what y'all doing right now. It's coming they, to an are end. Are they wrapping it up? Is this the last? Yeah, thing? it's the season finale. The ser- the series finale. The whole oh, after man. this is done. Wow. Um, I watched Wrath of Man with Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that uh, the one where his kid died or something? And he's yeah. Yeah, um, that good, is huh? Is a good action. Look I at mean, his face, yeah, man. I, it, the action part, yeah. I mean, my man, he does what he does. Put a gun in his hand, he he goes to work. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but if you want like a good good acting, <laughs> this ain't it. Ooh. Um, and then I've been playing a, a new game. I don't know if I talked about it before, but Vigor. It's like Ooh. a PUBG. Um, yeah, the best way I can is like PUBG. Uh. Or like a Daisy, but it's still PUBG. It's still the same game. But Vigor is like a post-apocalyptic. Uh, you're like in Europe, somewhere in Europe, and it's a survival game, right? So you get yourself a shelter. It's in shambles, right? And you just you go out on um, encounters and you go scavenge for parts and material and whatnot to bring it back to build your shelter up and improve it, right? Oh, cool. But the element is is that other people are also in that world and they're trying to get the same stuff you're getting. So now you're fighting other people. There's finite resources. That's cool. Yeah. Survival. So, yeah. So survival. So there'll be games like you, you like there'll be a couple of games where I saw no one, but I heard the gunshots off in the distance. I just grabbed my stuff and I booked it out of there. I like that. Is it, they, they have it for PS4? Is it for PS4? I believe so. I I'll, think I'll it, you know. I think I've seen a trailer for it. I, I, mean, it it, I, I would ima- I would imagine it's for PS4 because it, it's uh it just came on Xbox. It was a PC, uh, PC game at one point. Okay. I'll check that. I love those survival games. Those yeah. Like, yeah. Nice, Rich. Uh, yeah, for me, um, similar to Jack, man, I watch off-brand stuff. And this. I'm not going to go into this, but I caught myself watching the four-part docuseries called We Need to Talk About Cosby. About oh, Cosby. Okay. Let yeah. me tell you something. That is not a pop some popcorn, sit down and chill type of series, if you couldn't imagine so. It is. It really makes you think. And it's it makes, HBO? Uh, Showtime. 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 Yeah. It really just makes you think. And it's a question we're going to ask ourselves more and more is, can you separate the art from the artist? Can you continue to enjoy the thing knowing who made the thing might be a monster? And it just, I really think it depends on the person. So not to go down that far because it's not what we cover, but I caught myself just getting wrapped up in that. I do have some pickups. One, I forgot to show last week. I showed you guys off the show, but my Bizarro figure, he's wearing that uh, that Man, uh, Reborn so costume. It's so, McFarlane knows how to sculpt a figure. Like, he makes these figures, and they cost about 19 bucks, but it's like a premium figure. This joint looks like, it's a work of art. Man, it looks so good. Look at the cape. Actually, looks like actual material. Ah, it's such a great figure, man. He's going to be uh, posed up with my Superman. But my big pickup this week is, guys, I'm exiting off the plane of this existence, and I am going to the metaverse. Oh, you got got an Oculus? I got my Oculus. I'm leaving, guys. How much that run you for? It's not. It's not even open yet. No, I, it actually just came in uh, yesterday. It came okay. Yesterday. Wow. I was too tired to set it up when I like similar to Jack. Like I want to have the time to really commit to enjoying it, and I just kind of do it while I'm tired or do it when I have a small amount of time. But I'm gone. You gonna catch me in the metaverse, baby? I'm out of here. And, and okay. it's about a, I had an Amazon gift card, so it went towards it. But it's about like like two ninety nine. That's it? 300 bucks? It's not. Well, the, the thing about Oculus is that for what it is, 
compared to other VR systems, that that it's pretty cheap in comparison to some other stuff. I mean, the last time the last time I was looking at the Oculus was well, I guess it was a while back. I was working a uh, an E three event, and my buddy mm. had created a VR game. So he he actually created his own VR station where eight people could play in a multiplayer co op, mm-hmm. hooked to mm. the same VR thing in the same setting. Um, but those things were expensive. Those things are expensive. I think the Oculus One is more expensive than the two. So I think what they're banking on is you just buy a lot of games. You know, they're, yeah. they're going to make their money from the games, not In-game from game purchases. Yeah, yeah, because you need it. But um, also, it's just dope, man. You can like watch a movie. And like look to your right and see a friend who's like across the country. Like y'all can all meet in the metaverse and watch a movie. Nice. Dude, we can do this podcast in the metaverse. Can you record it in the metaverse? You can record. Yeah, actually you can record. If you go on YouTube, a lot of people like record their gameplay or record what they do. Well, you can, seen, you can just you can do that on any system now. That's too easy to do that. I've seen some of those virtual lobbies and um, a, a lot of goes on in there. Like, <laughs> you, you're not getting no work done. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. And I'm afraid to see where this really goes if it hasn't gone there already. But um, that's all we got, man. That, that was my week. Rich, I got a question for you. What's that? What month does Spider-Man hate? <laughs> is it the month of this joke? Um, oh, where is Chris? What month does Spider-Man hate? October. Jesus. Oh. I knew it. I knew it. Come on, man. That's good, baby. Oh, man. You ain't like that one? Uh, no. No, oh, not at all. Well, well, maybe we'll have a better time if we go down the street, make a right at the light, a left at the stop sign, and we'll be at the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. We're at the collector's corner, we take something off our toy chest, something out of our video game case, <laughs> and we showcase it to the world that can be sentimental or worth millions of dollars. You know what? I'll go first this time. I'll go first this time. Um, as you guys know, I'm a big Batman 66 fan. I love the Adam West series as a kid. And I got like a bunch of the Mattel figures, the Batmobile, Batman, Robin, and Batgirl. But I decided I want to add some villains. So I grabbed some McFarlane villains. So mm-hmm. first up, I got my Caesar Romero Joker right here. Right. And yeah. I feel like we're in such a Joker time. I had to pick this up. But the reason why I picked this up is I picked up the villain that I really wanted. And I couldn't just have one villain. And I picked up this brand new mm-hmm. Eartha Kit wow. woman. Yeah. I had to have this. For those who don't know, Eartha Kit is a wonderful, she was a singer, dancer, triple threat. Like they all were back in that day. And she was the first black woman to play Catwoman. And the third mm-hmm. Catwoman in this series. Now, when you watch the series and the movie, she's also the only Catwoman in all of media not to be romantically paired with Batman. When Mm. she jumped in in season three, they cut out all of that flirtation between Batman Mm. and Catwoman. I wonder why that was. I don't know. It was 1969 and it was a black woman. She also got blacklisted from Hollywood for speaking out against the Vietnam War. So this is a woman right here who was an activist, who was a champion, and honestly paved the way so someone like Zoe Kravitz can play Catwoman in 2022. So it was a must cop. Nice. Rich, what you got, man? Um, where did I put them? I put them right there. All right, first of all, maybe I should have said my pickup for the week, but I found Oswald Cobblepots. 
ah. with the jacket. So that's the other variant of Oswald. Yes. Bam, bam. Sick. It's a Funko Pops for those that can't see. 1991. Um, I'm sorry, 1191. Wow, I'm reading that. <laughs> okay. So I found him. There we go. He's going to go up on the wall with the rest of them. And that was my nuts. Pause. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pause. Wow. And we got Demon Slayer 869. Okay. This is uh, Zenitsi. I'm probably butchering that name. But um, yeah, the sleeping Demon Slayer. My man Dude. is just then. I mean, it, 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 anyone that watches this series just know when he when this man falls asleep, he is a beast. It's a rat. Right? Like he's messing everybody up. But yeah, dope. Now this is my first actual Demon Slayer one. Yes, yes it is. I'm actually really liking that series too. I yeah. gotta jump back in. It's dope. Yeah. I just haven't found the time. But it's, it's man, really it is fantastic stuff. And um, the last the last episode, actually the last arc. I think they're done. Uh, do they have another episode coming out? I'm not sure, but the last arc, the uh, district arc, is like mm, pretty crazy. fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, before the podcast started, Jack said it's probably a good thing I go last on Collector's Corner. I said that's a bold statement. You just got better stuff than me and Rich today. Let's see what you got, Jackie boy. Well, I'll say this: in life, there are a few unicorn comics. Action Comics number one is a unicorn. Detective Comics number one. A unicorn. This isn't exactly on that level, but it's pretty close to a unicorn comic. Chris, so sorry you're not here to see this, buddy. Oh, man. Avengers number one. Whoa! Whoa! This, my friends, is very close to being a unicorn comic. Jack, is that a new pickup or you just had that just sitting there waiting? This is a recent edition. Wow. I have been... been Sitting on it for a little bit, but not that long. So it's 1963, September 1st, Avengers number one. Jack, you got the, I feel, got like, the I feel like he there. knows what we want to know, Rich, right? Like, he, like, he knows exactly what we want to know. Well, here's what yes. I'll say. Here's what I'll say. It's it's only a 4.0, um, but it's one of those comics that are incredibly hard to come by. It is definitely a come up from what I paid to what it's valued at to what I could sell it for. It's valued at hmm, about 4500 or so without even trying. You can't find it on eBay right now. So I could probably, you could probably wager to get about seven to 10 if you were like really being obnoxious about trying to sell it. 45 without even trying. Um, and I didn't, I didn't pay half that. So I mean, I'm looking at a a two a two point and it's going for like thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, a four. I, I've seen a few for like Bruh. six. Chat point five is twenty nine hundred. Yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah, this a, this a come up, and I'm not selling it anytime soon, bro. I mean, it's wow. It's definitely like a good stock to own. And Lawrence, I got special treat for you. I might have some time off this week, and if I do, I'll bring him over. All right, you better come over, Jack, because, like, <laughs> this guy got, like, $7,000 comic book and saying he got something for me, Rich. Yeah. Man, right. Jack, yo, can we get, can, 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 in post-production, can you put, like, an applause here or something? Because way to come up, Jack. Like, way to level up the, the heck up the whole game right now. Man, yeah. He's got that. That's I'm a good so one. happy now, you my, went last. My Black Panther's first appearance is pretty good too, dude. But yeah, hats yeah. off. Yeah, bravo, bravo, Jack. Well, freaking done. 
Oh, man. We might as well get into some news because there's no topping that. It's time for the news. Guys, the news week has been really freaking great. Along with the slew of DC films being pushed back, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League has also been delayed to 2023. The video game? The video game that's coming out with that sick trailer. Come on, DC. I mean, I think, well, the developers, they didn't say why. They just want to make sure they're putting out the best game. You want to know why? Why, Jack? A lot of people don't know this, but word on the street is they've been quietly shooting a sequel for A Man of Steel, and they want to drop that first. I don't think that's what it is at all. (laughs) Then I can't possibly understand why they're pushing all of their content back a year. I mean, if we're talking tech, a lot of of tech has been messed up as far as shipping is concerned because of covid and, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, they're developing these games for the next gen consoles. So maybe there's a lot of they don't want to have a cyberpunk issue with their games. <laughs> you don't want that. So they're delaying it. So hopefully it'll be good. Wrestling news, a little adjacent. Triple H has announced his official retirement from wrestling. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Paul Levesque has decided he's out. He's done. He won't ever wrestle again. He actually has a defibrillator in his heart. So if he goes down, he'll have to like zap him. So he's like, he's done. Done, done. In his heart? What are you talking about? So he he has a defibrillator. I think he had in his chest. So like if his heart stops, it knows to zap it. Wow. Really? We can do that nowadays? Yeah. 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 We're living in a crazy day and age, man. I saw a meme recently and it said, I feel like I'm not in the right time period. And then the friend was like, bro, we can fry stuff with air. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. Facts. We're trying to go to space for fun now. Just for fun. Um, So, yeah. And it just shows you how, I don't know if it's wrestling related, but how much they beat up their bodies. And I'm a little sad as a wrestling fan because I was hoping for one more match with him and The Rock. WrestleMania, like like a one final match. But as long as he's healthy, that's what really matters, man. We're getting a Voltron live action movie. The director of Red Notice has put it together a package and pitched it to several studios and they got bites. So it looks like down the line, we will get a Voltron live action movie. Starring Ryan Reynolds? It might be starring Ryan Reynolds, Kevin Hart, The Rock, and Gal Gadot. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but it's it, it, that's pretty cool for you uh, 80s heads out there. Now, um, the CW, if you're a CW fan, has renewed The Flash and Superman and Lois. The Flash for season nine, Superman Lois for season three. And we're still waiting on Batwoman, Legends of Tomorrow, Stargirl, and whether they're going to go with their new series, Gotham Knights. Another Batman series without Batman in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Flash is actually having, like, I think, like a 13 or 15 episode season, which is usually is wrapping up. Might be the end pretty soon. So. Who knows with that? Uh, some really cool news right here. So Morbius, the Mor- uh, the movie Morbius, the director has spoken out. Cinema Blend did an interview with him, and they want to know, is there a Spider-Man in Venom's universe? And he says, of course. He says the Morbius is in the Venom universe. So that world you saw Venom in, Morbius does exist, and there is a Spider-Man in that universe. But there's also Vulture. So here we go. So what he's saying is this, that the vulture we're going to see in Morbius is the same way we saw Venom pop into Tom Holland's universe then pop back out is the same way vulture popped back in because of the events of No Way Home. So the vulture he's saying that we're seeing in Morbius is not a a variant. It is the vulture. 
Well, spoiler alert on that. And it's very well, I, I can't tell if what he's saying is true or right. hopeful wishing that that yeah. it will all come together. Cause it's like, I don't know if you have the power to make this happen. And Sony hasn't come out and said that we're tying certain aspects of the universe together. What we do know is that there's a daily bugle in Morbius. What we do know is that there is a Spider-Man somewhere. There's a mural of Tobey Maguire, what it looks like Toby. So we, I can't tell if these are just Easter eggs they're throwing in there or hopeful wishes. Basically, the last question was, is Vulture in Morbius setting up for a Sinister Six movie? And he says, well, he's recruiting teammates and he has, he has already enticed one. So like they're creating a Sinister Six, but across the multiverse. Oh, maybe. I don't know if the director is just hoping yeah. I or mean, this is know, the plan. The real factor is something the director has no say in. Right. Mm. And it's called, uh, how much does it cost to actually pull that off? But I will say this, Sony, there's no reason for Sony not want to get back into like Spider-Man's world and, mm. and own the whole pie. They have like that. Like they can use all the characters they want. I think there's a reason why Tom Holland's Spider-Man wasn't always kind of never pushed the MCU forward. Like they, they kind of reshaped his villains to being Stark villains. Like he wasn't his own Spider-Man. And I mm-hmm. think Sony is like, well, we're doing all the villains. We're beating you to Venom. We're beating you to Morbius. We're going to throw Vulture in here. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I heard rumors that Morbius has uh, got some bad reviews. I heard that too. Well, we've seen some cheesy dialogue even in the trailer. We'll see. But hey, man, it could be Venom good. <laughs> Which could be Chris Bad. Which could be Chris Bad. Uh, last bit of news, man, and this is like the biggest part of the news, is that Matt Reeves dropped the deleted scene to the Batman of yes, Batman asking Joker for help in this case on the Riddler. Now, why, why would you drop that instead of saving that for the the digital or blu-ray release why 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 don't understand i have no idea but i think it's because maybe dvd blu-ray digital releases aren't what they used to be like like if you extended wanted- director cut edition with the deleted joker scene i'm like yeah. i've seen price tags all over that scene why you just drop it a few weeks later because it pays more to go viral i guess i guess it pays more to go and all right, well, let's talk about the content and then we'll talk like what do we think it means. Like, I honestly had a lot of issues with it, to tell you the truth. We're not surprised, Jack. You had issues with the entire movie. <laughs> well, I like the movie and I like the scene, yeah. but I didn't understand the scene. To me, the Joker felt like the wrong person to be asking these questions to. Mm. It felt like it was forced. We want to see the Joker. We need a setting for it to happen. Let's do Silence of the Lambs. Sure, that works. Except for that's not the Joker. That's headcanon. Well, I'm just, okay. And so then and then, when, you watch, you and then when I watch the scene, I don't see a guy who's smarter than Batman, who has an edge that Batman doesn't have, who's got an inside eye that Batman doesn't understand. I see forced dialogue that tries to put the Joker in a position where he's in a in a position to advise but that's not really whether it's headcanon or the way the scene was written or depicted or came across i didn't see i didn't believe this scenario playing out to me it felt like excitement for the audience but not plausibility for the plot 
Yeah, I kind of I kind of felt the same with that because I was like, why why would he go? Like, when has he ever went to Joker for advice on a villain? Yeah. Head cannon, but th- but that's head cannon. So that's that's you but, guys. But going still, in. is there a better person he could have talked to? But that's head cannon. By is there a better person he wouldn't? So do we're not best. allowed to talk about the scene. You can't. Anyone watching the scene has got their own quote right. unquote head right. cannon. But when you go into it and, and that, you automatically honestly, go, Lars, that might just be canon canon. It's not because the movie decides the canon. The movie decides the, the comics might decide the canon. Well, it can't decide the canon because you got a Joker that uses exploding fish or a Joker that shoots people in the head. So you get the. Can we say canon. canon a few more times, though? You can say canon, canon, canon. canon. If you go into it saying he wouldn't talk to the Joker like that, and it's like, but this is the first time. I didn't say that. I said it, I found it hard to believe the plausibility of it, especially after the scene unfolded. I didn't understand why the Batman felt like he was the right person to go get the inside track on. Man, I disagree with y'all. I loved it. I like I like seeing a detective at his wit's end, and he has to go like Silence of the Lands, Hannibal Lecter. I need to talk to this serial killer because maybe he has insight. I love the idea of it. I love this, yeah. and I and I love this scene. I love the Joker just relishing like it's our anniversary and you give me papers. I, 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 I and, and their chemistry, like I, I, I saw like, this is a unique take on their bond that I've never seen before. We've never gotten right. before. We got Jack Nicholson hamming it up and Michael Keaton, like you killed my parents. That's definitely not canon. Then Heath Ledger's Joker, he was in it, but Batman wasn't really, he was dealing with so much more than him. So this is the first time we actually get like, what happened in that year one between you? Like, mm-hmm. This, you guys actually are bonded in a way we've never seen in film before, which is closer to the comics. And if you're talking about, like, it reminded me of the Killing Joke. It was in the same scene when Batman sits across from Joker and Killing Joke. And it's like, there's this weird relationship there. And they get off on each other in a weird way. Awesome. I dug it. What's the best Joker scene? Probably is Heath Ledger. I mean, the interrogation Heath Ledger scene is Not, phenomenal. I think this is 10 times better. Wow. Ten- I think the relationship between the two of them, how Batman it was almost like he was walking on eggshells with this guy. Like he, he hasn't figured this guy out. Yeah. This is a Batman. Also, why I didn't understand why he chose to go to this guy. You got an entire only- asylum of criminal minds here, some of which might be brilliant. And you went to this clown. <laughs> because he's the most brilliant one. Like maybe, I guess. And, I and that's, that and that's comics. He is the Joker is the most brilliant one. He's the one guy, Batman. Like, yo, I this is a this Batman's very black and white, as we saw in the film. Let's and talk we, about how grotesque his makeup yeah, job was. That's what I want to say. Like, I, I want to know what happened to this dude. I was fell into a vat of chemicals. <laughs> I guess, but I mean, he that's, had like mm. stitched up back of his head, like he gave himself a, a you personal know what lobotomy. If you fall into a vat of chemicals. Acid, no, I, honestly, I don't. But I guess don't come out looking like Jack Nicholson's Joker, just evenly white with perfectly green hair. I was literally eating something when when I started that deleted scene and promptly stopped. <laughs> Dude, I thought his look was brilliant because Matt Reeves steps in horror with his stuff. This has an element mm-hmm. of horror to it. And if this scene is going to be a part of the Arkham series, like if they get like take this deleted scene and use it to open up the Arkham series on HBO Max, which they said is going to be more of a horror type series, and you have the Joker sprinkled in there. This is perfect. I see why they cut it. We don't like Joker pretty much unfolded Riddler's whole plan and who he was in in the scene. It's not something Batman figured out on his own. And then it would have taken away from the interrogation scene at the end with the Riddler to have this Mm. in the middle of the movie. So I get why they cut it. I loved it. This is like right out the comics to me. 
don't know what y'all talking about. Why would Batman go <laughs> to the one guy he can't stop, the one guy he can't figure out? What are you talking about? I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying, why would you go talk to him? Why wouldn't you? There's no answers on either side of that question. <laughs> you have a serial killer out there. You can't figure out his motives. And you got a guy right here that... But, who you can't figure out his motives. But he's so smart. So let's ask one confusing question to another confusing mind. But he's smarter than you. And the Joker believable. actually does come through. He says, this isn't purse. This isn't political. It's personal. Like he actually, Joker actually shows why. Maybe, you know, what's funny is that that, scene might've actually played better in the actual movie in context as to when it would have happened. Maybe watching it after I'd already seen the movie, it felt like, I don't even know when I think the scene exists in the film. I don't understand it, man. In acting, we do animal work and in animal work, it's two animals that are afraid to step to each other because they got to respect each other's power. In The Dark Knight, the way Batman was putting his hands on the Joker, he didn't respect this dude's crazy. In this interrogation scene, for me, the tension was so thick. It was like Batman knew with this guy, I don't have him figured out. His psychosis is weird to me. And you felt their dynamic. I can see how these two can party for a while. Batman was just punching on Heath Ledger like a brute. Like He even says, don't hit me in the head because we get woozy. Batman can't figure out if you want to interrogate somebody, you shouldn't punch him in the head. It was stupid. It was stupid. It was okay. great performances, but Dr. Knight interrogation was dumb. Technically, okay. he didn't All punch right. him in the head. He yeah, punched he him in the hand and then slammed his head. So you're right. He slammed his if head against the table. We're being. If we're being. And then, and then the lighting, like we're going to have Batman in this costume sitting in fluorescent light looking. Listen, every man. time, listen, Sorry. every time Batman's in an enclosed environment, you just count always me weird. out, man. It's <laughs> always weird. Well, then you can't read half the comic books. I but know. That's the news, baby. That was the new. I'm tired of what debating the, y'all about sweat. Hang, hang on what with all that, all that nonsense, Lawrence. What, what is that shirt I'm seeing there, Rich? Oh, this is an old shirt. I, I was looking for something to wear. And yeah, it's, um, I forgot where I got it from, but it's, it's Rick. <laughs> and he, he's looking for the Szechuan sauce. If everyone knows the, um, the Szechuan sauce that, from McDonald's, the Mulan special with the nuggets. No one. Oh, first of all. What are you talking me. about? He's talking about uh, the shirt. The, is the, the session off because it's so hot. No, no, no. This, this is the shirt. This is the graphics on the shirt itself. It's, it's, it's old shirt, you know, and I probably washed. I probably washed it wrong. So there's that. Wait, so does 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 Rick like Szechuan sauce? Szechuan sauce? Yeah. You don't remember the uh, Szechuan sauce at McDonald's? The nuggets? Oh, no. It was, it was like a it was like a Mulan Mulan um, special. The Mulan came out. They they came out with a with a with a oh, Szechuan yeah, sauce, yeah. dipping sauce. It's promotional, yeah, it man. Short they change the sauces up every now and again. Right. And Rick loves the Szechuan Mulan exclusive sauce. Yeah. I'm struggling with this word, huh? I can't believe you never like. Were you not into McDonald's like everybody else? I love McDonald's. I just miss. I just get sweet and sour. Like I don't pay attention to what's being marketed. It's like I'm not a sheep, Rich. She is right there on the board. What are you talking about? Oh, if man. you're eating McDonald's, you are a bit of a sheep. All right, calm down. I guess you're right. I'm a no judgment here. People are killing themselves. Hashtag no judgment. Hashtag no judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Sick shirt, Rich Jag. You got a shirt on that's worth talking about? Not really. I'm just wearing my Game of Thrones. Hey, the house is stark. Talking about. Come on. Yeah. Winter's coming. Yeah, I can talk about mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, who's that? What's that, Superman? He's got his big S out. Hey, hey, stop looking at my S, Rich. 
Pause. I didn't say anything about. I was gonna. I was gonna make fun of it. Say it's like the bizarre world, but nah, whatever. You want to go there? Stop looking at my ass, man. No, Lawrence could play a great bizarro Superman. I would like to just play uh, Superman. Yeah, what world are you living in? I guess you're right. He can only play bizarro Superman because he's Blackjack. What's going on? I was sick because he's too big. Pause. What? what? Yeah, pause. Like what? What are we talking about right now? You got you to gotta trim down. <laughs> what are we talking about? How about we stop all this kidding around and start arguing about something? I think it's time for a debate. Let's get ready. Yo, if you guys had all the money all the powers in Hollywood, and you can go back to a TV show that's no longer on the air, would you reboot it, revive it, and why? What would be your show? For those who don't know, a reboot is something that we see it all the freaking time. It's like a show that's been on the air before, and then the new one comes out with a new cast, new flavor, new whole car, where revival is the same car with a brand new coat of paint. For example, a revival would be like, it's out of genre, but like when Roseanne came back and now it's the Connors. That was like a sequel to the original. It was a revival. So what would you guys choose to revive or reboot? All right, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first because my mom's kind of whack. I'm not going to lie. I went animated with this. I went cartoons. Um, and I'm trying to remember some of the old cartoons I used to watch. And I have a few on the list here. I don't know exactly which one will be the one. Actually, I think I might. But anyway, Robotech. I don't know if anyone Robotech. remembered Robotech. It was uh, Robotech and I believe it was like the Machine Wars or something to that nature. But um, would, would it was reboot it or revive it. I'll re- I'll reboot it. Okay, so start it over. I'll give it a reboot. It's from it's from the eighties. Like most of these cartoons are from the from the eighties and okay. like late eighties. Uh, robot because I remember I had the toy. It was a, a jet that turned into a robot, and sometimes it flies around with the arms and the legs out in like like a, a hybrid jet robot form, firing a gun. It's pretty mm. dope. But someone pilots it, so okay. that's one. I don't remember the whole premise about it, but I remember loving it. Like I said, I had the toy for it. I'm like, I would probably watch watch this if it, if they rebooted it. Um, James and the Wheeled Warriors. I'm sorry, not James. Wow, Jace and the oh, Wheeled Jace. Warriors. Yes. Yeah, Jace and the Wheeled. Jace Warriors. and the Wheeled Warriors. Yes, that was another one. Came out with a whole toy line. I don't Come on, any like, of this, dude. Really? No. What? Man. Okay. Mask. <laughs> yes, mask. All right. Mask. So mask is one. Um, Brave Star. Yeah, okay. Brave Star yeah. was like a space western. Yeah, um, but the one I probably would really bring back is Pirates Dark Water. I remember watching this like like before school or after school. It was uh, I believe it was like Jim Henson. I don't. Remember. That sounds familiar. Oh, Pirates Dark Water. What? I can't even like debate Rich on his choices because I have no clue what he's talking about. Well, we know at least one person out there would be watching them. Absolutely, Rich. <laughs> I mean, Pirates now, of the Dark Water. Like, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, I have fond memories of this thing. All right, Rich. Good picks, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Jack, what you got? I would sequel, spiritual sequel, continue the original Berserk series. Because mm. the problem with the, the original Berserk series, now there is an HBO series now, which is pretty okay. If you're like jonesing for the content, but if you want the good stuff, I recommend going back to the original. Um, cause that's what most people who 
no original you, content are always going to tell you to go back to the original content. Anyways, I would continue that story because it basically stopped where the Berserk series normally stops, which is around comic or manga 13 or 14 or something like that. But there's 40 some plus of them. So the, the story has... And that's when just, it starts getting supernatural. <laughs> yo, man, it really, it really takes a turn. And they kill everybody off. Spoiler alert, they kill everybody off. They got to rebuild a whole new team after a while. So, but I really like the tone. I like the the graphics. It's, a, it's, a, it's like old school anime. It's a little, you know, glitchy in the fluidity of motion. But I would also, and this might be a flag on the play, what I'd really like to do is reboot the series as a live action. Well, no, it's not really a reboot because you're kind of just doing an adaption from the, 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 the manga, right? You, you're adapting it from the source material. Yeah, but I'm, I would cheat to reboot that. For those of you who haven't noticed, pretty much any opportunity I have to make He's going to make a live action. <laughs> that's not a reboot. Is where it's at. That's not a reboot or revival, but I'll allow it. I'll allow I'll it because I, I want to see it, not because yeah. you're winning the debate. I'll allow it. Um, nice, Jack. I should have known you were going to say that. You've been trying to get that done forever. Um, I have an honorable mention. And this honorable mention would be my number one choice, but it's not for a specific. Greatest American hero? Yo, they tried. They actually tried and failed as a pilot. I think that would be amazing if they can figure out how to do that. It failed. Greatest um, American hero? Yeah, the dude who gets like a costume from aliens and powers. But he, but he loses, loses the, the manual. instruction manual. <laughs> so he's like this haphazard hero. They try to reboot it with the one of the actresses. I forget her name, but she was on The New Girl. She played like Zoe Deschanel's best friend. She was going to be the greatest American hero, but it never got past the pilot. That's 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 kind of the trend I've seen in a lot of stuff is getting rebooted where they're recasting who was originally the male uh, protagonist as a female protagonist in the same setting. Especially now. around the time in which they were making that. That was happening like in droves. And it, I, I, I guess it wasn't any good, but I was very excited to see it, but it never came out. But um, I don't remember this. Well, it didn't come out. It was just like in like well, the original it, came out in yeah I don't remember, 19, I don't remember the original no the original came out eighty one yeah we were too young. we were too young to see it for real you if you didn't catch okay. it in reruns you just missed it oh, okay yeah um but I would revive Buffy the Vampire Slayer okay. look at you dude I mean first of all I love the show I think it's brilliant um what it did for women what it did for just action on television and getting Josh Whedon back that's why it's an honorable mention Jack. <laughs> <laughs> because that's why we don't need i don't i think joss has burned bridges i think he might have burned bridges with a lot of those actors so that's why it's an honorable mention and not my number one but if joss was cool that'd be my number one because the original series you're seeing this young girl this teenager deal with pretty much being a superhero and balancing it and i'll pick it up like obviously it's like 20 something years later the hell mouth has been closed she hasn't had to do anything it opens back up in the same way you saw a 16-year-old have to navigate her life to be a hero. Now you see like this 47-year-old woman who is married with kids now have to figure out how to be a superhero again. So I think it can the way the, the other one spoke for young women dealing with responsibility, now you deal with like a middle-aged, what is, what is it now to have something new thrust upon you? I think it'd be dope. But that's my honorable mention because Josh Sweden pissed everybody off. Next thanks, up, Josh. Thanks, thanks, man. And um, for all you other pricks out there deciding whether or not you're going to be pricks, make the better choice. 
or just suck at your job so your stuff doesn't get made. I mean, it's 2022, <laughs> y'all. We're not troglodytes living in anyways. And so my number one pick is, and they're actually going to make, they're trying to make an animated series of it, but I want a live action revival of Smallville. Call that bad boy Metropolis. Get the cast back and see the dude, Tom Welling, be Superman. We're crying out freaking loud. Is he the blue blur, though? No, he's Superman. He... When did you go from the blue blur to Superman? When did it happen? Jack, you saw it, the finale episode uh, in season I think 10. Maybe I saw a CGI suit put on a guy who didn't want to wear it. Well, this is going to fix everything. You get him back, you get Michael Rosenbaum back, you get Erica Durant playing Lois Lane, you get them all back. And the same way Smallville dealt with how do you become this thing you're supposed to become? I love when we like see people arrive at where they're supposed to arrive. And when they get there, they're still clueless. It's like my whole destiny has been to be this hero. This whole destiny is to be a savior. Then you're the savior and you still don't have the answers. He would need some answers at the age of 40. Man, the, but it's like, it's that thing. Is the world a better place? Have you saved the world? And why is it taking so freaking long? Because it took like two decades to get a suit on. Jack, that's my soul, Jack. I, I'll watch it. Listen, <laughs> as long as he's it. flying, as long as he's flying, he's I'll watch flying, the content. He's wearing a cape. We're putting an S on the back of that cape, and the underwear is outside the pants. I was going to ask. Oh, yeah, baby. If we're we doing a my version, yo, because he was supposed to be the embodiment of the idea of Christopher Reeve. Like, it was like they used so many elements of that. So you better put your draws on the outside. That way you can still have Henry Cavill be Superman. And you can tell the difference between the two because one has underwear on the outside. Yeah. And one may be going commando. Well, I think that Cavill ship is uh, sailed. It ain't over till it's over. Rocky Balboa. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> that might be from the 70s. Wait, where's that? That that That's... No, yeah. the, the 80s. Didn't he say like, no. The no, 80s. no. He The kid said, what is that, from the 80s? And he goes, might be. Might be the or, 70s. Or maybe he said it was, More what is like that? Whatever it was, it was a decade later than what the guy thought. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, then y'all need to go watch the whole Rocky, every bit of it. And then go watch Creed. Just watch the whole Rocky world because, man, it don't get better. Man, that's what I'll revive if it was in genre. Okay. Give me another <laughs> Stallone Rocky. He's still got stuff in the tank. He rolls up in his wheelchair like arms flaring. I still got stuff in the tank. You 90 years old, Rocky. (laughs) (laughs) I'll watch it. I'll watch the heck out of it. Uh, Wonderful debate, guys. I think it was more or less a wonderful conversation. Yeah. (laughs) But nice. I think it's time to get to the reason why we're here. It's It's time time for the the main main event. event. I don't know if you guys know this, but a very little small company called Microsoft came out with a very minuscule device called the Xbox that came out with a really unknown game called Halo. And a really. We're <laughs> going deep here. It's you an better, obscure you better conversation. Put some respect. Today. You better. <laughs> Jack, shut up. You better put some respect on that name, right? You're right. I'm talking trash. Microsoft developed Xbox, its flagship game, Halo has not only stood the test of time, but it continued to grow and expand and become something unheard of. And of course, when something like that happens, we got to get a series, Rich. You got to make a series out of it. So we're going to start off with our non-spoiler review. So if you haven't watched it yet, you can listen to this and maybe this will make you decide how you want to spend your time. So let's jump into Halo. In year 2552, 
humans on the planet of Madrugal fight for independence from Earth. The fatal encounter with the alien covenant complicates things. Master Chief John 117 and his super soldier Spartans join in the fight. That's pretty much the synopsis of the first episode, the series. Guys, non-spoiler review. What did you think? What was your first thoughts, feelings, concerns, loves, hates? Which, how do you say the name of the planet? Magical. It's not Madrigal? Oh. No. <laughs> I, I think you're wrong, Rich. I don't think you know anything about I, Halo. <laughs> I was listening to the actual people talk about it. Like, what are you talking? They think. said it. Several For those times. who don't know, Rich is a Halo Xbox head, and I only played Halo a few times in two not in two thousand six. Jack in college, and we played Halo instead of doing classwork. Um, so, what is it called? McGarnagal? What is it, what's the name of the planet? McGarnagal. Jiggle. McGarnagal. I'm not putting any respect on his name. Oh, you are not. You really aren't. You can tell I'm a PlayStation guy. Um, (laughs) What did you think, though? What what, what, non-spoiler? What what are your What were your thoughts? Uh, I I had mixed feelings, man. Like those certain scenes where I was into it, but then other stuff, it was like no. Like the CG, I was on certain areas. It was just bad. Like there was one scene where where Master Chief throws the gun on the ground, and I don't know why they CG'd that, but it was horrible. Mm. Uh, you can tell when he's doing like aerial stuff and jumping around and some of the running stuff. You can tell it's CG. Um, it's just ah. and like some of that. I, I, I want to say the acting, but just how it played out. Like they tell um, what General General Ha tells uh, tells tells his, her, his daughter go to the vault. Right? Maybe this is like a little pit, uh, pet peeve of mine or nitpicking or whatever. But when I envision a vault. I'm thinking something <laughs> that cannot be easily entered, penetrated, or, you know, whatever. This thing was literally just two doors that you can see the gaps in between, vents in there, and a roof access. I'm like, that ain't no vault. That's a storage room. Like, what are we doing right now? But, I mean, there were certain, certain scenes where you just knew what was going to happen to kind of progress the story of a certain character. Yeah, it's kind of hard not spoiling things. Well, we got we got your general thoughts about it. Yeah. I, I agree with the special effects when I was watching it. It made me think about a lot of things, including Spider-Man No Way Home, where it's like it's so CGI. I wonder what it's gonna be like looking at it 10 years from now. Like mm. when we when, when special effects have gone even through the roof, or maybe gone back to practical effects and we go back to watch these TV shows and movies. Will it feel like watching Star Trek Next Generation? Like, will it feel so dated? Whoa, 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 what does that mean? I mean, that the special effects is dated and here we can see it in the, in the, in the aliens. Like, like it doesn't look finished to me. Yeah. And I wonder, will it hold up? Well, it's, will it stand the test of time? Um, I'll tell I, you I, what I do like, I don't mean to cut you off. I'll tell yeah. you what I do like silver team. They look dope, man. They're like out the man. game. That man, that one scene where they armored up. Dude. Mm. Mm. I was like, that's it right there. They're out the game. They look, yeah. I mean, Yes, the Spartans look fantastic. To me, they look out the game. Um, I don't know the game as well. So for me, I was digging the story. I was dig I was I was along for the ride. I was cool with it. Special effects kind of threw me, but I really enjoyed the first episode. I was excited to see like where we're going from here. Jack, what do you think? Uh I'd say mixed. There was some things I 
enjoyed, especially right out the gate without giving anything away. The start of this series was pretty, started on a pretty high note for me. The movement quality of the people in the suit felt, the problem with it is it felt out of the game. And the game feels like a game when you're playing it. But a live action, live action needs to feel a little more, I don't know, gravity or something. There's texture when things land. That's kind of what I think Rich is talking about when he said they were jumping. They look like stiff video game characters kind of in these CGI jumps. I'm like, did they try to pay homage to the game too much? Mm. Did it want to feel more human, more like a heavy object human jumping and landing? Or... It felt like the game. And the problem with some games is you don't get impact of texture. You know, you don't get the texture of what a weighted object is. Well, you have have your controller vibrating for you, so it's a different experience. Well, then you needed, like, something strapped to your chest to feel it in this one Mm because I wasn't feeling the texture in some of it. Um, the, The content itself, I was maybe a little underwhelmed, to be honest. And I felt like... I felt like... Too many of the characters were on the surface with their performance in a way where there wasn't a mystique for me to feel engaged where I want to figure out what's going on and why they're doing it. It was like everything was like very starch. Like, okay, you are this archetype, you're this archetype, and everyone's just playing these archetypes. All right, I guess it is what it is. So there wasn't a subtlety to the content that made it interesting or compelling for me. Facts, man. I think let's get into the deep dive. Now y'all can leave because it's about to be spoilers up the booty. Yo, the beginning when the the girl protagonist, what's her name? Starts with a K? Uh, uh, Quan. Quan. When Quan and her friends are walking and they see that cave and then they start running and then then (laughs) they just start murking all her friends. Yo, wait, wait, wait. What's crazy for me is because even before that, like a lot of this series for me felt like a Star Wars thing, like the aesthetic. Mm. It felt like I was watching a, a kind of like a Mandalorian inspired series. You're sitting in the, 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 the little bar tavern, they're sharing stories. There's a young one who's kind of like bright eyed. And then we see these kids doing mushrooms. I in the actually woods. had problems with that scene. And let me, I had let me, problems let me, get, with- let me get to my, my, my reason for bringing that up and then we'll jump back. So my head was like, oh, this is like some Disney Star Wars joint. So when them kids started getting murked the way they were getting murked, and it was graphic. like yeah. gap in expectation. I didn't think we were yeah. going there. And you had like the the plasma proton laser just like blasting chunks of a body part off of it Dude. in a violent way. Yeah, because that's something that you don't see in the game. Like when people die in the game, they just, you know, they get hit, they die or whatever. But yeah. bro, when you see the body parts flying no. or they so- just straight up disintegrating to mist oh but like when he got one of her friends's legs and then they got the rest of them when he went down yeah legs evaporate so basically we're with this group of people they're like rebels right and they're in this you you see who they are in this bar they start talking about like we fight marines we fight marines who cares about marines it's the spartans you got to worry about because they're not even human you kind of have this young kind of patty one guy going like i fight marines and they kind of scan with the spartan story and that's kind of like you probably even see this rebel base and its leaders and its generals. Then we're off in the woods with the general's daughters in the woods. Yo, they just trying to get high in the woods, B. They ain't mm-hmm. about this fight. So they find their version of mushrooms. Everyone takes it but her. Then these freaking aliens touch down them. Like, they, you know, Rich and, and, and Jack said, they just start getting murked. She runs into town. She, sounds, she throws up the flare. They see what's going on. 
she makes it to the closed doors into the little fortress and them freaking aliens come in and it's like not even a contest like when i see like they start shooting machine guns at these alien dudes and nothing happens. And yeah, like, they start shooting point, machine guns like you might have seen in the 1970s at these alien stories. It's not story. even like 2020 machine guns. No, they're, they're like, like 19. Beefed up. They're like beefed up AKs. Yeah, and it's, yeah. But they're not working, but they keep shooting at them. And this is the part of the series, honestly, where, where I did get taken out because when them kids got evaporated, I was like, whoa. But then when I saw the aliens, I was like, oh. Like mm-hmm. the CGI on them didn't look yeah. as cool as the kids getting evaporated. So it was like, I was kind of like, a, they were blocky. It fe- again, it felt like maybe too close to the game, but the animation of them too felt, it didn't feel like they were in mm-hmm. the actual set where yeah. the people were, you know, like they weren't rendered. Or the, well, then the I had, and them. then, and then the series just started making no sense. Right. Cause then the Spartans dropped down from a plane and like the, the Power and, Rangers, bro. Like Power Rangers dropping down. Superhero landing. Superhero, Superhero landing. Yeah. Point landings, <laughs> yeah. All of them. And you have the rebel faction going, ah, we got to fight the Spartans because they're fighting against it. But then the Spartans start fighting the monsters. And they're like, okay, I guess the Spartans are on our side. And then everyone's fighting the monsters. And then what happens is the Spartans are like just decimating the monsters but the civilians or rebel forces are also just getting decimated so there ain't really anything left except for the spartans and then the spartan needs a gun so he grabs up the rebel forces gun which is weaker than his in the first place but i guess that's a good choice and i thought he didn't have a gun when he grabbed their gun like something happened and he, he, he dropped no, his he, gun he put he his gun the, down to grab their gatlin yeah he grabbed the gatlin which is strong which is strong but the felt problem like it, is why, it felt like why it was weren't a they shout out to it. the video game? Like yeah, the video game, was. you discard a thing to pick up a thing because you can only yeah. have so many things in your hand. Oh, so that, that, was, that, yeah, was, that was yeah, that was one of the things you could out. do. You can you can mm-hmm. get on a mounted Gatlin and then you can now they give you an option where you could rip it off and walk, walk around with it. And that's what it felt like. Uh, it felt like this is this was an Easter egg to the fans who play the game, and you know you can't have too many weapons at once, so you got to get rid of one. So he throws his gun down to pick up. One Easter what? egg I did love was the freaking first-person shooter. That was kind of dope. I had mixed. Fi- I almost yeah. had PTSD when that happened. I was like, "Please, not another Doom." Because that oh, no. so, <laughs> it scared me for a minute. I they was don't glad need to it was use there it all for the a time. second. It was there for a second. It's a little yeah. like, "Here you go," which is, I'm cool with. So then, what happens is, uh, like, everyone's killed except for the girl. Yeah. Yeah. And and basically, she follows them to. The cave, the cave, where the cave where they, you know, believe. I was cave. hoping he was going to pick up one of the swords. Mm. Mm. You know? yeah. That was the fun thing in the game, picking up the swords. If you were really yeah. good playing Halo. You you go kicking ass with the sword. Melee, man. So they go in the freaking cave. He sees the artifact that and, and he touches it. And he yes. immediately starts getting flashbacks of his life. Kid. He's we assume it's his life. It's his life. And he sees a kid. He sees a family. His life beforehand, and one of the other Spartans have to like, hey, let go of it. Like he wasn't letting go of it. At this point in time, they like, okay, we have the artifact. He says, I'm gonna stay behind. You guys go. And they're like, that's kind of weird. And I have to say, like, it's subtle, but I did enjoy the acting in the suits because they have no face. They have right. nothing. So the subtle movements of a head tilt conveys so much. I actually thought it worked better when he took off the helmet. I was begging he'd put it back on. Well, we. Okay, so then we, we, we they, they leave, and then he sees the girl. He picks up the girl, and automatically, you know, we're going lone wolf cub here. 
And yep. this show feels like Mandalorian, like in spirit. Yep. It's kind of Mando, right? This guy who's a loner, who's kind of defecting from his religion, his set, and takes his helmet off at one point, and you see his humanity, it feels. Anyways, so basically, we wind up seeing, like, I guess, what's it called, Rich? Where, where, where the woman in the lab, like, what's that? commune or whatever from that that space station or wherever they're at the laboratory the military is there oh the uh un unsc the unsc we're there and we see the woman my son just burst it in (laughs) christian can you close the door no can you yeah yeah but i'm staying (laughs) (laughs) we have a hostile takeover here my my son just came into the podcast we gotta say we gotta save this jack this video (laughs) <laughs> and he's and out he's out so then so we're with them and we see the woman that's pretty much in charge of the spartans how much she uh dr halsey dr halsey and, and there's immediate conflict between her and i guess the woman running the joint um, admiral paragotsky oh, yeah pa- paragotsky was a paragotsky. little dimensional for me she yeah. was very much the authoritative figure who you know will do whatever it takes and we don't care about humanity it wasn't even that it was like her whole mo was just to add conflict at every possible turn like i I hate it when when roles are written that way yeah and then even worse when a role is written that way and then performed that way i'm like man just where's the humanity depth every every everyone's doing something for a reason they believe in not because you know so let me get it i get the i get the conflict because um i'm familiar with the with with the lore because um she has a, a an issue of how she came across or how she uh brought about the the Spartan two pro, uh, project or program with what the uh with the flash cloning which when you see when she's about to walk out she looks into that room and she like get her, rid of her yeah. yeah that's that's that was that was a flash cloning there of Halsey and that, right. that that's for the that's for the Cortana for the Cortana project. And in order for her to do that, she had to flash clone herself, get the brain matter and pretty much flash cloning. You, 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 you make a whole copy of something or someone take what you need from them and just throw the body away. That's what uh-huh. pretty much they were using that for. And then in the, in the, pro, in the Spartan two project, they used it as they replaced the kids because they, they essentially kidnapped the kids from their, from their homes and they replaced them with clones and they were defective clones. Like they died like within a few years of some type of disease or genetic something. So that was, that was where the Admiral had a problem with Halsey. She always had a problem with it, but she couldn't complain too much because, you know, they produced the Spartans. So I guess, I guess that's the problem when you're dealing with the series with this much lore is you don't want to spoil it because you have so much story to tell, right. but this story justifies why this person is not a mustache twirling villain. Right. She's like, what you're doing with these clones are mad unethical. It's morally unethical. It's, but we don't get the depth of her side because she can't, for the sake of this pilot, she has to be the... Also, we have no idea that these are kids who were stolen from their homes to be turned into super soldier things. We just... Right. Maybe, right. I'm, th- I'm, I'm watching these flashbacks without really being... Uh, having immersed myself in the gameplay so much going, um, is it like a... Uh, a uh, a RoboCop situation where the guy died and they you know reanimated him so to speak or enhanced him to bring him back make him a soldier and now his memories are slowly coming back in. So maybe it's by design. They want us to feel like she's just oh, one dimensional, but then we learn we find out in a few episodes like yeah oh no she's right this is I'm sure we're gonna crazy. get all that backstory yeah yeah um, 
but sometimes you only have people in the first episode. So it's almost like, what risks are you going to take here? So basically he sees, uh, was a call. He sees, uh, and I'm sorry, Quan. He sees Quan, uh, Master Chief sees Quan outside the cave. He brings her on the ship. It's just her and him on the ship. And you kind of see their bond. You see their kind of like baby Yoda Mandalorian kind of chemistry. She's obviously someone who is not a threat. She's a child who lost everything. And at the same time, he's having some weird visions of a childhood. So it's like the perfect time for this all to happen. So then we get on the ship or that base or whatever. And basically we find out that they're like, you need to kill that girl. Yeah. You need to kill that girl because she's compromising everything. There is a big political thing at play. And she's yeah. part of the rebels and she needs to go. We can't show that we're well, sympathizing. In all fairness, also, when they loosely interrogated the girl. So someone from the, what's the name of the facility? UC. UC. U, U, US, uh, USNC. I'm sorry. UNSC. Excuse me. UNSC. So someone came there in a holographic image, had a conversation that with was the rebel. Dr. Miranda Keys. Dr. Miranda they changed, Keys. Yeah, they changed her for the show because in the in this in the game, she was in the game in the, in the book, she's uh Commander Keys. And mm. she is Keys's uh Jacob's Keys, Captain Jacob's Keys daughter and Halsey's daughter. They had a kid right. together. Well that's still Halsey's had a had a daughter. Oh, okay. They yeah, changed. it's Halsey's daughter, yeah. Okay. You go ahead, Jack. You're, you're explaining. Well, she went and had this conversation with her in holographic as a holographic image. And essentially, the rebel said, uh, no, I'm going to tell the public a lie about what y'all did here. And so she put herself at a deficit going into it where there was no way they could let her back on the base. Wait, what? And they wanted her to pretty much be a Spartan propaganda machine. They wanted her to go on record and say, like, the contributions, like they, they wanted, they pretty much gave her dialogue to pretty much regurgitate. They wanted her to, yeah, but it wasn't like she said no. She said the antithesis. She said, no, in fact, what I'm going to say is a complete lie as to what actually happened in addition to not saying what you want me to say. Right. You know, it's like she, she made a situation where as an audience member, I'm sitting here going, you want to get out of this? Ah, well, alive? how do you expect this to play out? <laughs> Come on now. True story. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was one of those weird things where conflict for the sake of conflict. But sometimes also, that happens with video games, though. With some of this content that gets adapted, often it feels like I don't know, like the process of writing the thing, or you're like y'all can still tell a human story and it's gonna engage us. Every moment doesn't have to try to cram as much content into the Twinkie as possible. I also think it's non-conflict for the sake of non-conflict because by her doing that it makes it so them ordering her to die no one's the bad guy and it takes them off the hook so like everyone's still gray here everyone is still sort of rootable there's no character you sacrificed Mm -hmm. so it's all still neutral which i don't know if that's strong or not strong um that's that's what i saw that reason being i was also really confused with the aliens so the general says, all this time fighting these people and we still don't even know what they want. Cut to scene with the aliens talking to a human. And I'm like, all right, but so y- y'all are is, able to. Yeah, this is non-canon. So we don't know. We don't know what this, this is. a whole new story. Well, that's that what it felt like. Just too. for the series. Because there, there was never a human at the, at the Covenant in any of the canon that I've read that, that, that the covenant had on their side that they, that they talked to them, that they were colluding with. Cause the reason why they have humans, because humans, um, 
just to break, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm going to just break down a little bit of lore for you. Uh, the, the technology you're using is forerunner technology. And you would say that they are probably the, 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 the creators of life throughout the galaxy. Um, on, the, on the Halo rings, they, they store uh, a lot of the species of the, of the universe within them for when uh, the, the flood happens and they have to wipe all of the sentient life off, they can repopulate the, the universe. So humans have um, been given the imprint that they can use that technology when the forerunners are gone. So that's why they have her because she can use it. To, just like when Chief was able to touch it and got all that stuff, that's what she can do. She can activate forerunner technology and they can they can uh, access things that they, they, they are not allowed to. They don't have access to. So that's why so they you're have talking her. about the, the human that was with the alien is able to right. interface with this stuff, but the aliens aren't. Right. So there's a whole nother alien race that's put these things in motion. Yeah, but they are extinct as far as we know. So but like the world is so much bigger than, oh, than it's huge. Show. But like the show almost made it like it's this intimate lone wolf and cub story. And you got some stuff in the background, but this is freaking Star Wars. This thing needs to almost be massive from the beginning. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. Saying, you're filling yeah. in a lot of gaps here. I would, <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that statement. This, this, Content feels insulary. It feels small in scale. Feels like there's a human faction and a very specific alien faction, which the humans have no understanding of the aliens or why they do what they do. But then the second I saw a human with the aliens who clearly knows their language, customs, and culture, I go, what well, did make any sense? So they're interacting with humans or they open to interacting with humans. So how do you guys know nothing about them? Nothing yeah, about them? Nothing about them, she says. We have no idea what they want or why. Yeah, I think I think on that is just. I mean, they'll probably as the series goes on, they'll probably uh, explain that more. But I think they might have like picked her up at some point in time, maybe as a young child, as a civilization that they wiped out at one point, or not like a, a, a city or a planet they may have wiped out, and they for whatever reason they saw her. Maybe she activated something. Or they saw something about her and they brought her in, kind of like you know, kind of like what bringing in like a, a lost puppy or a kitten. Mm-hmm. So and they they saw a use for her and they kept her around. So any humans can interface with these artifacts for the most part. Yeah, that's so that's just, my take on it. It's coincidental that Master Chief John the first one was just the first one to touch it there. Yeah. Now here is my I had another question at near the end of the series, their ship is crashed a little bit onto the base station. They're surrounded by soldiers. They're about to invade and kill the girl and overpower the chief. And he touches the artifact. Time kind of slows or we see, you know, it slows down. And then suddenly there's a shock wave that knocks all the people over. It takes all the power out of the entire station and powers up his ship. How did that work? It was like a mental thing and somehow what his desire was happened or I didn't understand any of that. I mean, what, what does Lawrence usually say? Reasons? <laughs> oh, I see. Um, so, so none of it, that is like video game? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's not really video game related. They really have anything like that in the video game. Um, I don't remember anything within the books that I've read, but I mean, the, the technology, depending on what it is, kind of reacts to the person interacting with it. And to clarify, not every human can use every human can use it, but not every human like can actually use it effectively. Like some certain people have um, like kind of a, a, a genetic imprint 
buy from the forerunners that would uh that would allow them to get to be more knowledgeable on the artifacts and the technology that they that they interact with so it of course like, our protagonist is going to have that right yeah yeah but so but, what what exactly is the artifact do how does it work in the games don't know they're, they're different in everything they could activate a whole installation it could activate a ring it could activate a ship so they don't know yet. So we don't know what this does. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a whole bunch of technology out there. No, people are not aware of it. So but what do you think the series wait, is let's, about let's, moving forward? Wait, let's go backwards because we, we didn't touch on the whole fact that he disobeys an order. Right. Listen, her. that I had a problem with because I'm like, your Master Chief is pretty much the poster child of the the human, civili- human civilization um, you know, being saved, like the fight against the Covenant. And also the insurgents, like you're just going to uh, kill them off. Just at a, at, on a drop of a hat, and I try to. I mean, they tried to. They try to restrain him by cutting his oxygen off, but they could have like locked up his suit. What do you think well, about him? What do you think like about him? Well, what do you think about him first disobeying an order to kill her? Like all of a sudden, his humanity comes in. How does that work with the game? Do you did you did you buy that all of a sudden he's defecting? Um, a bit because there, there were certain times where he he kind of went. I want to say against the orders, but he modified the orders, I guess. And well, even still, just leaving still... with the artifact alone right. was a breach in the protocol. So they right. foreshadowed right. it a bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like some of his human. I, I feel like what the what the whole getting his memories back and seeing him as a child may have uh, affected uh, his decision and make and, and just killing the child. Do you think the order to kill him is also like we have other Spartans? Like if this one, he he's too powerful to be disobedient. So I can yeah, see well, why they're like, get rid of him. All the Spartans are too powerful to be disobedient. And again, because they made up this whole new storyline, they made up the uh, the Soren Protocol, which um, there was a character um, named Soren in the in the in the books, but um, he was he was uh, genetically not defective, but he didn't he didn't get he didn't uh, fully go through the process, or he didn't fully complete the process of becoming a Spartan because he, he developed um, defects, if you will. Um, so I guess with, with this Soren, he, he completed it, I'm assuming, and then maybe something mentally happened or whatever the case may be, but he defected. So they made up the Soren protocol to take care of and deal with um, uh, AWOL Spartans. So that's you, what that whole gathering was, what they were all doing. They and were, you felt like that was too aggressive. You felt like they, there was other steps to be taken before trying to take I mean, out depends on yeah. depends on where they were with the suits and everything like that. But they definitely could have locked up the suits if they had the controls for it because, you know, they right. have all. But I think maybe, I think only Cortana might have that, that access and she wasn't created yet. But, I mean, I could be wrong. But um, but it also I didn't mean, seem like he was he was ever not willing to have the conversation. You know, like his interaction with the doctor seemed forthcoming enough that they could have had a conversation with them before they just try to kill him or take control of her. Or, or they look at them like they're freaking robots, and the second one is like, no, it's like, wait, they can do that? <laughs> Get rid of them. Well, I mean, yeah. that was his joke. What do you yeah. you don't like anything to eat? Uh, nuts, bolts, <laughs> data chips. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're. Okay. I mean, I would. I would assume that the, the admiral wouldn't like. Doesn't really look at them like Halsey does, because Halsey pretty much looks at them kind of like they're her kids, like they're her creations, because that's what they are. Right. Do you ever um, see them without the helmets in the game? Nah, never. So this is a he, big deal. So this and that's what deal. felt. It felt really odd to me when he took the helmet off, and there was he just looked as pedestrian as possible. He looked so pedestrian. 
Um, and I like the actor. I really like him in um, what is There's it? A million things, but you're probably talking about the God that God's joint. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. God's. Oh, American Gods. American, American Gods. Gods. Yeah, I really like him in American Gods. He's he's great in that. But in this one, I didn't feel like the helmet coming off was earned. You earn the helmet coming off in Mandalorian. When that helmet comes off, you've spent a lot of time with it on, and you're ready for it to come off. Right. I didn't feel like this this reveal was earned, and then he just rocks without his helmet for the rest of the the rest of the episode, and. Honestly, I don't know why he even remotely put the helmet back on, knowing that the second he puts the helmet back on, his ability to control the suit and interface with things could be compromised. So that would be a kind of amateur move. And yet I know they're going to have him put it back on because it's a Halo series. So like there's so many things about that. Like I wanted to see something other than just, you know, me under a helmet. Well, I think it was showing. I think they were like, this is his humanity. Like he he he's de- he's defecting in a way the others haven't. He took yeah, off his look, helmet. When going back to Robocop, when Robocop takes off his face, there's humanity there, but it's 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 hard to process what had to happen for him to have what he has and to be what he is. This looks like a dude. Well, maybe what if he is just a dude? He's a clone. He just feels getting, like a dude. Getting his memories back. I don't know. I. I I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't have any, um, I don't barely anything about Halo. So I don't have any skin in the game. It felt like Mandalorian. It felt like, oh man, while I'm waiting for Mandalorian to come back. Here's um, a knockoff version of Mando. Yeah. I mean, uh, his helmet coming off. Like, I agree with you, but I feel like if someone's not part of, and I guess they're making this for people who are like rich, but if they're not, if they're more like my sister, who doesn't know this is supposed to be a coveted thing? She's like, okay, cool. He took his helmet off and he's looking at it. I don't, I don't think it's a wasted moment for the casual watcher. I think that I'm the casual watcher for this too. You're not because you're coming in with things that have copied this. That's already in your, you're coming. You're, we, we, I'm as you're casual you. as the next person. As far as me hmm. being holding to the content and having stake in the, the game f- that way. The fact I'm that not you're like about the helmet coming off and it's a moment. The oh, fact it that should we, be a moment. The fact that you spend all this time with a character in a helmet and it is a big deal and the way she responds is like it's a big deal. And for him to unguard himself and say, if you're going to take that shot, this is where you want to aim for. That's a huge moment. That was a I thought it was for me, but it wasn't for you. It didn't land as it Uh, didn't feel like it was earned. Well, I mean, I got I got it. I got what you're saying. Like, because when he first took the helmet off, I was just like, what the is going on right now? I was I was mad. I was like, "What is happening?" But then we did the whole like, "If you're going to hit me, hit me here." Like, I get what he was doing. He was building trust. He was like, "Listen, I was with it." My it's only a serious situation, was, you know. Then he like, needed to put that. Then honestly, he could have put it right back on after he had that moment of taking his sh- sh- taking his shield down for her, and she puts the gun down and kicks it over. He kicks the gun back. He, maybe he should have mounted back up. I'm cool with it. Like to me, that's not. A big deal. My only issue in that moment is I know she's not going to shoot him. Of course. So, so there she is didn't no- even take. But you go an actor, actor, actor one hundred and one. You make the most interesting choice the audience can bear. Right. Second, you've crossed that line. You got pulled back. I could have bared as an audience member to see her at least aim and consider the shot, and still, him to stand there. I still know you ain't taking it. Yeah. But how far do you take it before you say you can't take it no more? Or she drops the gun immediately, he takes the thing off. 
I mean, would have play with it. That moment to land, I would have needed so much more depth in her as a human from the beginning of the episode. He takes the helmet off. She sees his eyes, drops the gun, instantly dropping to her knees, sobbing in her hands. <laughs> what do you take a moment? How far does a moment go for it to have to actually be I don't, impactful? I don't think the know? moment, I, I think if the moments that lead up to it are impactful, then this moment doesn't have to carry the whole weight. 100%, because there wasn't a humanizing moment up until this moment. And so then this thing had to carry the brunt of everything in a really short amount of time. Exactly. Which exactly. was the problem with him taking off his helmet in the first episode. Shouldn't have happened. I, I'm all right with it. Like, I got no... Some some shows I watch like I'm just watching cartoons. Like, it, it is not Game of Thrones to me. I'm watching freaking... Are you excited to see the next episode? I am. I'm in. I'm in. I mean, I'm in, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it or lose. We'll see. But uh, I, w- I would like to see how this plays out. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably going to give it another episode also, but I'm not necessarily excited. I'm much more excited than Boba Fett. Oh, oh. yeah. I mean, I boiled <laughs> some noodles last night and watching the water start to rise was a little more exciting. than. But it was equal. It was kind of equal, you know, because there's that scene in Boba Fett where he jumps on that lumbering creature and just spends an episode and a half walking across the deck. It's kind of how it felt like watching my noodles boil. But yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm more excited too. I agree with That's you. Right. So, uh, Rich, one last question for you. What's up? You're a Halo fan. You read the books. Yes. Are you disappointed so far? Or or do you know, like, there's no way they can accomplish what you know in this TV, straight to streaming, Paramount Plus? Could they accomplish this for real? Uh, I want it. I want to say yes, but I'll give it like a fit. They, they can accomplish certain things. But like going back to the beginning with them moving, with them running around, like they're fast. They're faster than average humans. You know, they're stronger than average humans. So trying to translate that to live action is going to be weird, as we all saw. Because, you know, you got to do you got to throw the CG in it. It's not it's not going to look right. Um, As for the story aspect of it, I mean, they're kind of heading there. I, I still want to know what's going on with the, with the girl and on the uh, on the high charity. Uh, I kind of get, I have an idea what it is. Like she, they found her, she activated it, some, some forerunner technology and that's why they're keeping her around. That's why they hold her in high regards and so, so forth. But she also felt like she had power over the guy who came to talk to her on some level. Because she does, because she can activate technology that he can't because they revere that they revere that technology. Okay. So, so it sounds like you're not disappointed and you're mildly intrigued. Mildly, yes. Mildly. Jack, you seem like you're Man. curious you're curious enough to see like how the next couple well, play out. I'm on the fence. I could see how this could very quickly turn into something, you know, there are two kinds of people in this world and I'm the one who don't got to suffer through a thing. I'll let it go. So I, I'll, I'll probably know in the next episode, two episodes, by the time we get to episode three, I'll know for sure whether I'm watching the rest of the series, but um, I'm going to give it another episode. See if it doesn't start piquing my interest a little more Yeah. right now. I'm 50, 50. I can go 50. either way. And I, you know, I'm enjoying it, but I will also say, for me, there's kind of a deficit of content right now. So it's not like there's a bunch of other things that drop that I'm like, so I'm like, this is perfect for me. Something I can put on, like something I can kind of look forward to while I'm waiting for like Moon Knight, you know? Which is actually <laughs> next week. Ladies and so, gentlemen, we will be talking about 
Moon Knight on our next episode. I guess I won't be watching Halo. <laughs> we'll see, man. But that's our take for Halo episode one, man. Uh, Paramount Plus is definitely jumping in the game of high concept stuff outside of Star Trek. And then we'll see where it goes. I will say this feels a lot like Mandalorian and Mandalorian is better than this. So it is what it is. Yeah, I'll give you that. Man, I'll give you that. Man. I think it's time for some recommendations. Recommendations. So although Chris missed out, he was kind enough to share his recommendations for today's episode. So he has some video game TV series. Also looks like cartoons that he would recommend if you want to see a game translated to live action or animation. First up, he has Double Dragon. What? <laughs> do we want to? Do we? No. Yo, no. I don't even think we should go through the rest of this list. No, we what? have to now. Oh, we have man. to now. So oh, okay, he's talking go. about the cartoon. The cartoon was fun as a kid. I know he, he cannot be talking about the movie. He cannot be talking about the movie. Maybe he's talking about the cartoon. Double, yeah, remember the Double Dragon movie that came out based off the game? Maybe he's yeah. talking about the video game. No, he's talking no, about, he's talking about what was a video games that were turned into series. He's talking about yeah. series he would But recommend. is he just listing video games that were turned into series, or is he listing things he was recommending? I thought this was recommendation. Because I can right? do a Google search of stuff that's Yo, maybe he likes it. Maybe he likes Double well, Dragon. he is a big Venom fan. So let's continue <laughs> through this list. Right. Number one. Double Dragon. Double Dragon. <laughs> Number two, Castlevania. 100%. Okay. 100%. You can make the argument that that uh, Netflix anime series with some phenomenal voice actors yeah. and storytelling might actually be better than the original content itself. Amen. Mm. Amen. All right. Third okay. up is The Witcher. All nice. Right. Yeah. 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 Sonic, the cartoon voiced by mm -hmm. Jaleel White, Steve Urkel. That's a classic. Yeah, not pretty. That, I'll say that was probably story-wise better content than the game. Okay, story-wise. Same. same. You know? I mean, well, I mean, what I liked about it is didn't they add chili dogs? Chili dogs was like a big thing in that. In that, it was a big chili dogs. It wasn't a big thing in the video game. No, I felt like they were like, well, Ninja Turtles love pizza. We got to give Sonic something. What do you like? Chili, chili dogs. dogs. Chili dogs. Yeah, chili dogs. Saying, Make you run. <laughs> um. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Uh, it was a guess. I guess it's a game. It was a game. They yeah. turned it into a show on PBS. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Right. Actually, All not right. a bad recommendation list, Chris. Except, except for, for Double, Double Dragon, Dragon, which was the one you started your list with. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, if we're talking about the cartoon, the cartoon right. yeah. was fun. That movie you must was be talking hardcore about trash. Hardcore trash. But uh, the the red double dragon, wonderful martial artist, amazing martial artist, too good for that movie if you ask me. Um, well, that's his list, and that's our show, man. Thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, hey, want to download, subscribe, follow, and tell all your friends about it? Because if you enjoy it, let us know. Let them know. Write a review. It helps with the algorithm. We have videos. Algorithm. Algorithm. We have videos and clips on YouTube. You can catch us on Instagram. We're dropping Instagram. content every day, all day. Make sure you subscribe to that. And we'll be back. We'll see you next time. 
Same back time, same back channel. Peace. Later. Busting makes me feel good. That's for Chris. I wanted to feel like Chris was here. Get that dick off the street. There it is, Chris. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>